Today, Jack, the show is all about you. You're in full control. Go. First of all, hello to Jack. Good morning, Jack. Let's talk to Jack Duffin. Let's bring in Jack Duffin. In our Westminster studio is Jack Duffin. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm back. It's another one of my uh, three-year look-ahead shows. And if you've missed them, I've done the whole of the offense. And now we're on the defense. So I think I did defensive tackles last week. Um, Let me just give you a quick update. So we started with the quarterbacks. Then we did everything else. I did the defensive tackles last week. And it's the second position. Along the D-line, we're doing the defensive ends today. So probably one of the most exciting positions on defense. In terms of watching a game, that's where your eyes are focused. And there's a lot of money gets spent. It's an expensive position um, because these players are massive impact players. Um, There's the argument, um, pass rush versus coverage. I'm always on the side of coverage. is slightly more valuable, but you do need a pair. But if I could have one that was average and one that was supreme or elite, I'm taking the elite defense, uh, sorry, the elite coverage and the average pass rush. But the more pass rush specialists you've got, the better. So we're going to fly through the players that are on contracts, who's on uh, the practice squad. We've got none on IR, as far as I'm aware. And then we've also got uh, a few players who are paying a bit of dead cap. We'll talk about the contracts and where everyone's at. So the first name out of the hat is Olivier Vernon. Um, it's 15.5 million this year, 15.5 million next year. There's obviously some more money associated with this deal because you're paying Kevin Zeitler 7.2 million this year um, to facilitate that deal because they both had similar dead cap. It was basically uh, just a dead cap trade-off. Um, Personally, I was always on the bus. It was like the analytics community and the football guys said, pass rush more importantly, guard. I was pretty much alone in this one and said, I would rather keep Kevin Zeitler. Um, who knows what it would have been if we had Kevin Zeitler on the inside. Does Baker feel more comfortable in the pocket? But uh, Olivier Vernon's been really good. There's a lot of hate out there um, because people go sack numbers. Sack numbers are probably the most pointless stat when you're looking at how good a edge defender is. And that's because it's so unpredictable year to year because you might get a player that gets home um, and sacks, let's say, one in 20 plays. And that's going to look really good on sack numbers. But they're only impactful on one out of 20 plays. They're not very good as an edge defender. Whereas if you get a pressure on one out of every five plays, it doesn't matter if you don't get a sack. Because one out of every five plays, you're causing the quarterback issues. So pressures is a much more important number. So look at the guys at PFF. Um, Also, they don't do any of this uh, half sacks. You either sack the quarterback or you don't. So uh, it's very right. If you both get there at the same time, then quite rightly, you both deserve to get credited with a sack because you've done the work. You've got there. So Olivier Vernon... No guarantees in his contract next year. I think he's staying. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they do some deal. Maybe try give him an extension um, in this offseason. Um, tie him up for a couple more years. He's 29, going on 30 uh, next year. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they turn that one year left into maybe some three-year deal. 
The next name in the hat, most expensive player we're playing is Miles Garrett. And I do these just in cap order. It's not some favoritism order. He's got 8.3 million this year, uh, 9.7 next year. Um, he's basically fully guaranteed on his rookie deal. Um, and then this offseason, we're going to exercise the fifth year option. I am really, really, really hoping we go ahead and we just get that deal done. I want to give him the full contract, um, nice big deal. If we look at sort of these top uh, edge defenders, you're looking at massive, massive money. So just in the 4-3 defensive end contract, Marcus Lawrence is the most expensive, 21 million a year. That's 105 million uh, total. So it's a lot, a lot of money. So it's an expensive position. And what I fear is we wait until after this season to do the deal. So um, any time after a player's done three years in the league, you can sign that deal. Miles Garrett needs to get paid. And the quicker you pay him, the more you can spread that out. So where he's got two years, he's got a 8.3 and a 9.7. If you're paying him, let's say, right, uh, DeMarcus Lawrence is on 21. Let's say he's going to take... Let's just jump to the other ones and look at um, what a uh, what's his name um, Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack's on twenty three and a half. So let's say twenty five million. If you pay him twenty five million this year, and that makes him the most expensive one in the league, which he's going to be, then that's great. You can spread that out. So say you give him four years, five years. Let's say five years straight on top of that, twenty five million. You can mix that in with 8.3, 9.7, and whatever is a uh, fifth-year option. So, yeah, I think uh, I need to look at the numbers, but um, that's going to be expensive. And you just mix that across there, and suddenly what would be a 25 million extension, 25 million a year, five years, so 125 million contract, you mix that all in, and you're in a really good position because you're not paying 25 million for those years. You're actually spreading it in, let's say, what, 8.3, 9.7, uh, 8.3 plus 9.7 plus, uh, I don't know the numbers, let's just say 15 million for the time being on the fifth-year option, and then you pay him uh, 25 million, five years, so 125 million. So that's 158 million on his next eight years. So that gives you an average, if you pay that equally, Less than 20 million a year. So would I rather sacrifice three years of his really cheap deal to get him 20, less than 20 million on average for the next eight years? Yeah, I would. Because suddenly that deal looks a lot cleaner. Oh, let's take off the uh, 8.3 because the 8.3 will be gone. So we're just looking at 9.7, 15, 25. Divide that by seven. You're looking at 21.4 million a year. 21.4 million a year is a lot cleaner number for seven years rather than you're paying 9.7, around 15 million, and then up to 25 million a year because that's pricey. So I would love to see us get the Miles Garrett deal done this year. Next name out of the hat is Chris Smith, who's got a 4.4 this year and then 9.7 next. It wouldn't surprise me if he gets cut. Um, he's got 1.1 million. Um, in guarantees, so it's not on much money. You've got Chad Thomas, who's not particularly great, 
It's a dirt cheap contract. He's going to be a starter this week, so we finally get to see what's going on. And uh, it's not going to be pretty. So, um, nine point th- uh, 930 grand this year, 1.1 next year, 1.3 the year after. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not that impressed. Um, but he is what he is. He's, uh, he's on the roster. There's a guy who showed a lot of promise and people smarter than me are getting excited about him. Uh, Porter Gustin has been signed to the practice squad, uh, edge defender. He's only on 64 million, uh, 64 million, 64,000 till the end of the season. Um, because the, uh, base salary for practice squad players, 136 across the 17 weeks. So he just gets paid for the remaining weeks. Not got anyone IR as far as I'm aware, but we've got three players who are on the dead cap who I would much rather were actually Browns this year. So we're paying, uh, 752 grand to Emmanuel Logba. It's pretty good. He's not a worldie, but uh, he's one that you would have as your third choice edge. Um, my man, Gennard Avery, we're paying um, to play for the Eagles because John Dorsey absolutely screwed this one up. So, 100, so 340 this year, 144 next year. Um, that man should be on the Browns roster. That is a giant, giant mistake. You do not let a player like that leave. If he was in New England, I would predict that he is going to have the highest amount of sacks and pressures in the entire NFL of anyone playing less than 50% of snaps because he's never going to be a uh, full-time starter. His build's not right. Um, he might get some juice in sort of a uh, five, uh, sorry, three, four, uh, basically five along the uh, defensive line. But for me, that guy's got talent and you just got to use him sparingly and use him in the right place. And uh, how he knows. You always hear me banging on about how, how he knows and uh, how he's got himself an absolute talent. The next name out of the hat is uh, Carl. Good old classic from uh, the, oh, what's it called? Hard Knocks. Um, everyone loved a bit of Carl Nassib. Uh, financial accountant because he's not the best at maths. So 222,000 last year, 222,000 this year. Um, so we're paying him to play for the Buccaneers. And wow, would I love Carl Nassib on my team. So for me, if you were looking at a team um, and the top of that second round, I was banging the drum for one of the players I really wanted, Landry. I've, I've actually cheered and said the Browns should add a Landry. Um, go back, check the receipts. If we had a room that was Miles Garrett, Harold Landry, Emmanuel Ogba, Carl Nassib, and Gennard Avery, that would be one of the best pass rushing units in the NFL. And unfortunately, three of those players are playing for another team. And we got Austin Corbett and a running back. So um, I, I'm still a bit bitter over it because I don't think we got good value. So that's where we're at with the edge defenders. You're looking at Olivier Vernon might get a deal in this offseason, might bring that cap number down of 15.5. So maybe like 12 and a half a season, three-year deal, add some guarantees. Miles Garrett, pay the man this offseason, give him a five-year, 125 million deal. Lots and lots of money. Um, where are the guarantees going to be? The guarantees going to be big. Um, the guarantees, Khalil Mack got 90,141,000 uh, total. So, yeah, he's going to get paid a lot. Pay him. Chris Smith, he is gone. 
Um, I'm just going to say that. Um, really, really unfortunate what happened this season, but you don't keep a player around because of that. So Chris Smith is gone. Chad Thomas is going to stay because Dorsey's in love. Um, so he, he's going to be cheap, but um, yeah, he's not good. Not, not good. Unless he has an absolute mare this week, then uh, he might end up going in the off-season, but uh, not much is going to happen. But expect some names to be added. We need some more depth. We need some more quality. It's a position where you only want six... I, I always say about 66%. 66% is the magic number. Um, you don't want Garrett out there for longer. And people are like, well, why don't you want your best players out there? And I have to deal with this shit all the time on Twitter. Because if Miles Garrett plays 100% of snaps, Miles Garrett's not going to be good on 100% of snaps. Because it's a very exhausting position. It's a very tough position. And then also, you want to flip him inside sometimes. Because if you remember, go back, watch Miles Garrett's first snap. Where did it come from? Yeah, it came from 3-Tech. Because he flipped inside and he absolutely caused havoc on the interior. It's an obvious pass rushing down. You want a player like Avery on the outside. You want to flip Garrett inside and you want to let him go. Because you want all four players trying to get to the quarterback as quick as possible. And you look at Larry Ogunjobi, you look at Sheldon Richardson. They are not athletes in the same way Miles Garrett is the specimen. So get him interior at times. Let him get home. But you've got to free him up. And... 66% should be the target. So two starters on 66%, two backups on, say, 40%, because that allows for some people to drop inside. That's what you should be aiming for. That's your four. And you've got to be getting that out of them. And do I feel good with Chris Smith or Avery playing 40% of snaps? No, not at all. Um, so you need to add some more depth um, because it's not about what one player can do. It's about what they all can do. Miles Garrett's leading the league uh, after last week. Uh, sorry, before last week, and the amount of pass rush, so that's you're including Aaron Donald, you included everyone, and he was number one according to PFF. The guy's an absolute talent, but there's uh, lots of people throw the game changing and stuff like that. The only players that really count is your quarterback, so as good as any edge defender is going to be, they are not in the same bracket, so uh, it all comes down to Baker Mayfield. So have a fantastic week, guys. Um, sorry it's a little late this week. There's been a lot going on. Um, not going to get into some of the other stuff, but uh, exciting time. Come on, Browns. You can do it tomorrow.